What's up, guys? James back again here, bringing you guys another podcast. Let's kick it off with the Jets win over the Redskins. The two and seven Jets going up against the one and eight Redskins, and the Jets. Finally, I could say this: they actually went in there and they smoked the Washington Redskins. The Redskins are an awful team. Uh, just a dumpster fire of an organization. Absolutely terrible. Worse, even worse than the Jets. They fired their uh, their head coach during the off season. Their, I mean, excuse me, mid season. Uh, after like week f- five or six, they fired him. Uh, Jay Gruden, that is. And now Bill Callahan is taking over as the interim head coach over there, and uh, Dwayne Haskins through his first touchdown pass uh, as a Washington Redskin, of course, against my team, the Jets. Uh, he didn't throw uh, any touchdowns in his NFL career prior to this game. I think this, I believe this was like his third start. And the Jets, the Jets, they had him up. They were up 34-3 to going into the fourth quarter. And just, you never, uh, the last time I've seen the Jets do that to a team, I, I can't even remember. Jamal Adams had a great game, uh, another great game. He had like, I think he had like three sacks in this game, which is great for for safety. He's I think he's tied the uh, the league lead for safety sacks in the season for all time. And he's on. He's uh, he's uh, he's in position to to break that record and set his own record. So before this game against the Washington Redskins, the Jets owner Christopher Johnson came out, spoke to the media, and gave Adam Gaze a ringing endorsement, saying he will stay for the rest of this year. Not only the rest of this year, but he will be back for next season. This is not what many Jets fans wanted to hear, but that's that's how it's going to be, and we're going to have to live with that. So, you know, Gase's chance started on, his second chance really started on uh, on Sunday against Washington, uh, and, you know, Jets performed. The quarterback played well. He had four touchdowns, a uh, one uh, questionable and horrific uh, head-scratching interception, another giveaway play by Sam. But other than that, he had a career-high four touchdowns and uh, played well against this Redskins team. Now, coming up is the Oakland Raiders, 6-4. and As I said a few weeks ago, the Jets were to go in and beat these two games, and this game would be somewhat relatively interesting. I want to see if the Jets can go in, out here now at three and seven and beat this six and four Raiders team. You know, they're they're not they're not a great team, but they're definitely not like the teams they've been playing, like the Redskins and the Giants. And you know, they're not. They're, it's very it's a very winnable game for the Jets. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but it's very doable and very possible for the Jets to win this game to get the Raiders at home. Uh, you know, let's go. We'll see how uh, 
see how it all plays out. And I really want them to win. I want the Jets to finish at least like seven and nine or eight and eight. Uh, I, I really, I'm really not giving them too many more uh, losses past the the Ravens game is probably the last game that I would give them. Is probably probably the next game that I would say that they have like no shot of winning. All, all the other games, I think that they are very capable of winning. And if they were to do that, then they would finish the season eight and eight. But uh, we will we will have to see. Uh, and like I said, just you know, Sam Darnold go out, beat the Raiders, and you know, then we can continue the uh, the slight playoff chances. Because even if the Jets were to win out, I I looked at it, they would have to have a couple other teams like lose. Not, not not like lose out or anything, but lose uh, like the next four of their six games. So uh, it's it's a long shot, and Jets they just gotta start stacking wins. And you know I want to finish on a positive note going into the off season. So on to the Mets and the more so um, Major League Baseball and the Astros. The Astros stealing signs using cameras um yeah people say you know it's baseball stealing signs it happens all the time not with technology when you're using technology it is breaching the integrity of the game and it is it's not good for it this is one of the worst scandals in the modern day uh in modern day history with these with the astros using the trap banging on the trash cans and then this year they were doing something with whistling because i guess they had uh been caught or something happened where they had to switch up their cheating strategy uh to you know not get in trouble by baseball but they will be getting in trouble uh you know what do i think that they should do to the astros i think that they should take away they're uh, for sure their first round draft picks for the next like multiple years, and I don't think they should be able to sign any free agents this off season or make any trades because that would actually set their franchise back. Finding them a couple million dollars isn't going to do them anything, uh, but you know taking away draft classes and free agent classes from them will definitely hurt the team and maybe suspend AJ Hinch uh, the entire the entire year because it that it's just. What they did is is absolutely ridiculous. And Beltran, he was a player on the team at the time of the 2017 um, Astros team when they were sealing signs and stuff. And they're probably doing it from who knows how long, but for a long time. Uh, you know, I don't think Beltran, I don't know what's going to happen to Beltran. I don't know. They're saying he allegedly was involved a little bit. In it, he says that he knows that they were stealing signs, but not uh, not the way that they were uh, doing it in these reports with the cameras and the banging on the trash cans uh, and all this all this crazy stuff. So hopefully he does not. Uh, nothing bad happens to him. Hopefully he doesn't get suspended. Uh, but we will see uh, what happens with that in the coming months. Yonis Espedes, they posted a video of him taking batting practice with uh, Andy Chavez on Andy Chavez's, uh, one of his accounts on social media somewhere, posted a video of Cespedes taking batting practice, and then they immediately took it down uh, very shortly after posting it. But, you know, if he's taking batting practice like that, it looks like he can move around 
hitting the ball. And, you know, I say that he's going to come back, and I think it's, since it's a contract year, I think he's going to have a big year. There's no way the Mets are re-signing him, no, no chance, even if they he wins them the – Maybe if maybe if he wins him the brings them to the World Series this year and they win, but I think he's going to come back and I think he's going to have a very big year and him and Alonso three four in that order will be the a very very dangerous three four punch in a lineup and probably one of the best in in all of Major League Baseball. So. Uh, Quick expectations for this Mets offseason. I'm not expecting nothing big, uh, as Brody's saying that, you know, which this infuriates me. We have all got four or five guys that have all closed before. Yeah, and you also have those same four or five guys, the ones who cost you the entire 2019 season. If it wasn't for Edwin Diaz and Mickey Calloway, if Edwin Diaz could have closed, I don't know, maybe four or five uh more games this year than the Mets they would have been over 90 wins in in the playoffs so the fact that he's coming out and saying that is mind-boggling to me but I think uh what we're going to do this offseason we're going to probably sign a couple relievers not do nothing much nothing too crazy but then next offseason with Mookie Betts being available on the free agent market and Wilson Ramos, Jed Lowry, Marcus Stroman, Jonas Cespedes contracts all coming off the books. I think the Mets will be able to go out and make a run at a big time free agent and I think the perfect the uh, makes too much sense would be center fielder um, Mookie Betts um, from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, you know, pay him whatever he wants. He's going to want over $300 million. Give it to him. Maybe stick him out there in center field for the next 10, 12 years. So hopefully uh, Mets, can get that, <laughs> Mets can get that one done. I would, I would love to have them to trade, with, trade for him. I don't understand why that they can't do that. Uh, with they have, they have some pieces. They could trade package like J.D. Davis, Dom Smith, Brandon Nimmo, and – Throwing a minor league pitcher, I, I don't know how the how the Red Sox could really say no to that. Dom Smith, he's he hit um, a walk off home run to uh, cap off the Mets season this year. He was hurt for the last two months, but you know he has a lot of potential and he can really be a star. But he has no place on the Mets because of uh, you know his position's first base and Pete Alonso's manning that. So. Other baseball news, quick, Will Harris signs with the Braves. It's fantastic news for the Mets, uh, you know, great. Uh, of course, one of the guys I wanted the Mets to get, he goes and signs with the division rival who also won the division last year. And Yasmani Grandal, catcher, uh, former catcher for the Brewers, signed today a four-year, $73 million deal with the White Sox. It is their highest in franchise history. So, hope you guys enjoyed Follow the podcast for more. James, see you guys in the next one. Peace.